Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Today we are visiting with our friends from the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project. Our guests today include Brian Andrews, he is the Executive Director. Charlie Neeson is with us, she is a volunteer. And Zanna Gray also with us, Office Manager at uh, LA. RJP. Yes, awesome. First of all, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you. Glad to be here. Uh, Brian, you're working on a project here, aren't you? I am, yes. Okay. Uh, Tell us about it. Yeah, so uh, uh, something really passionate about about, uh, me and about uh, the work we do at uh, LARJP is is about second chances, giving second chances. And and April is nationally known as Second Chance Month. And and wanting to uh, bring that to the county, uh, we're going to be making, uh, bringing forth a proclamation tomorrow, actually, uh, to the county board, uh, making a declaration of April as Second Chance Month. And uh, just, just ultimately about uh, um, informing the community about the, the barriers and the stigmas that are attached to uh, people with criminal backgrounds, but also uh, the power of hope that comes from Second Chances. And I think mm-hmm. it's, it's important uh, as far as our community goes. Yeah. You know, we, we hear this story, uh, and, and I know with uh, the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project, your whole idea is that you make a mistake, make amends for it, and let's get on the right track. Right, absolutely. And so many people with a criminal record have made their amends, have served their time, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, and, yeah. But yet they, they carry that stigma. Yeah, absolutely. And the barriers, right? And I, I'll just so speak. So talk about that. Yeah. yeah, I'll just speak from my own experience because that's the lens I look through the most, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, when I was getting clean and sober and, and changing the path of my life, uh, trying to find housing, uh, people with criminal backgrounds have, have a very hard time getting, getting a place to live. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was 36 different places that I applied for before I was approved for a place to live because of my wow. criminal background. Wow. And that was my first second chance. And there's a lot of hope that comes from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because we started, for me, I started to identify as a criminal. I started to identify as the things that I did wrong in life, right? And any other labels that I heard, I identified as that as well. And so trying to break free from that, which is this circular th- the problem that we have across the country uh, that keeps people uh, stuck in their ways. And so getting housing was the first big thing that I had to do. And uh, the second part was uh, getting a job. And so... And again, uh, how many jobs do background <laughs> checks yeah. now? Yes, every one of them. Yeah. And you don't have to be convicted, Mm-mm. charged. Have yeah. you been charged with a felony or a gross misdemeanor? For me, I had both, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so... Uh, uh, going to work at Minnesota Adult and Teen was my first job back after after getting clean and finding my, a new path, and right away it was it's it's where I could give back the most because of my ex- personal lived experience. Mm-hmm. But yet right away flags go up and uh, the Department of Health says you know what the Department of Human Services says uh, you are disqualified because of your background. Mm. Can't and chance it, can't take a risk. And right? Yeah, that's yeah. So hard to get past. And so they have they have a set aside uh, procedure that you can you can do it. But again, it's like you're trying to sell yourself this idea of that I'm I'm changed. Uh, but you have to relive the trauma of 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 all those choices all over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's going to be hard. And as you uh, talk to the county commissioners, what are you hoping for besides a declaration that raises awareness? Well, so for me, it's, uh, it's my big my big thing is community, right? Mm-hmm. And and um, like I said during the, the last time we met with the county board, is, is and it's to the viewers too, is growing County someplace you live or is it your home? And if it's your home, then then taking that ownership and saying, yes, the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm-hmm. uh, it's all a part of who we are and what are we going to do about it? 
I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for, for people to, to be informed, to understand that a uh, second chance that they can give can, can change a life. Absolutely. Which changes the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and really, the focus is to raise more public awareness about that. If more employers hear about this, yes. if more uh, renters hear about this, they, yeah. they will understand that, hey, everybody gets a second chance or, or deserves a second chance. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? They're not all going to work, right? Yeah. <laughs> I had a second, third, fourth. Uh, but it's that, it's that feeling like you're belonging to a community. That second chance connects you to the community that mm-hmm. says, you know what, I have worth and value to this community, that I matter to this community. And now uh, once I found my way and once people find their way, what can I do to make this community a better place? Mm-hmm. And Crow Wing County's mission is to be Minnesota's favorite place. What's going to be needing second chances to do that? Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Yeah, Excellent. <laughs> Well, um, is, do you know, is, is this, uh, this is happening for sure? Yeah, so I've been meeting with each of the, uh, the commissioners when possible, and uh, we do have a commissioner that's going to champion this cause for us, and tomorrow at the board, county board meeting, we will be presenting there. And uh, Charlie, uh, myself, and then a past participant uh, from LARJP is also going to be coming and sharing the impact of his story uh, and, and that transformational impact of a second chance. and. Uh, tomorrow at nine o'clock at the board meeting, and uh, invite the listeners to join us. Okay, That's great. Charlie, you uh, also are one that has had a second chance. Yes, um, we were just talking about that this morning. About there's always one person that gives us that chance, and we don't forget that. We don't forget that opportunity. And my second chance um, came from Meta Five, Kimberly Pilgrim's program. And just kind of making sure we can help make that connection, like Brian said, within the community. And this is really passionate for me because when I was a youth, I had felonies. And those felonies followed me to adulthood. And so for me, um, growing up, I wanted to be a nurse. And by the time I was 18, that wasn't even an option. Um, One of my first jobs, I was working at the Workforce Center, and they had an opening at Jiffy Lube. Um, Jiffy Lube was definitely not my calling, um, but it was something that was willing to work with me with my felony. Mm-hmm. And so even trying to go to school and plan and what that looked like, I, there wasn't mer- very many jobs that were felony friendly. And so that was a huge barrier. Um, I did get an expungement. However, even with the expungement, I still have to have a set aside. So um as long as I don't have any same or similar offenses, which I do not plan to, it's still something that shows up. My husband's been sober for 20 year, or for 17 years, but the felonies were almost 20 years ago. He still um, has where we can't leave the country or go on certain vacations, certain barriers that still come up. Wow. If we were not homeowners, um, we would still probably be begging and pleading to find a place to rent. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's so much that comes yeah. with it, you know. So, like I said, mine started as a teen, and without programs like Brian's, I mean, it was like I would go from one lockup to another. There was no second chance. It's just like you made a bad choice. You're a bad kid. Ooh. Where yeah. Brian's, you know, the LERJP program is like, you know what? You might not have made the best choice, but we can we can help and support you and help you connect within the community and grow from that. Mm-hmm. And so when I heard about the, you know, LARJP, I'm like, I want to be part of this because this is what I needed so badly as a child. Mm. 
And what, as a volunteer for them, what do you do, Charlie? So I um, went through a training, and I help um, where I can sit in on meetings. I can be a community member, or I can go into the homes and kind of facilitate of what that's going to look like when we would have a meeting with the family, the person that was caused harm, and the person that caused harm mm-hmm. to kind of connect that. Yeah, bring it all together. And yeah. then the, the other side of, of, of the volunteers that's so important is community awareness, right? Mm-hmm. An advocate, yeah. an ally for what we're doing to help spread the message. Because there is no bad kid. There's bad choices. Yeah. And making yeah. that connection, and it's, it's going to take all of us as a community. And, and volunteers like Charlie and Zana was a volunteer before she became an employee. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's that passion and experience all around it, the complete, the complete spectrum. Uh, good choices, bad choices, all of it uh, can help make the difference today. And a couple things, too. You said Jiffy Lube may not have been your calling, but bless them for opening the door and saying, you know what, we're going to give you that chance. And, you know, you remember that. You're going to remember that when you go to get your oil change and that right, kind of thing. Right, right. You know? Jiffy yes. Lube definitely yeah. holds a <laughs> place in my heart. Um, and I, I realized that, um, like I said, it wasn't my calling, but it opened a door. Yes. Um, yes. Kimberly Pilgrim took me to work with her for six years at Central Lakes College, building those skills up. And you remember those names. You remember yes. these I people do. that give you yes. that chance. Right, because yeah. we, were, we were having a meeting a little bit before, just kind of visiting, and we said, um, I said, you know, who is that person that stands out that gave you a second chance? And... Mine was Kimberly. She loved me to wellness. She she showed me something different. She and you know didn't care what she read on that piece of paper from when I was a youth until I was an adult. Um, it was like sh- there was a second chance given, and there's been many. Like Brian said, there's other people that were key players, but given that second chance, put value back where it was like I wanted to do something good for the community, mm-hmm. like the community did for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. And that can Uh, be hard, as you mentioned. Yeah. Now, Zana, do you have a a story, too? I have a second chance story. Um, My, basically, desolation happened late in life. I was 29 years old, and I became addicted to meth. My life fell apart within four months. Um, My three children that I had uh, full-time were permanently placed with their grandparents. And from then on, I kind of lived in that addiction for a little while. My second chance came um, through drug drug court, basically. I was offered drug court, and my person basically was my probation officer and public defender who decided, um, no, we don't think you should become a felon. Um, we would rather see you go through the drug court and you know, have a better life. They knew that I wanted a better life. I was just not taking the right steps to have that life. Um, And we're all interconnected. It's just so crazy because, um, you know, around the time when I was getting my life on track, my now fiance was basically in the depths of his addiction. When he started coming through treatment, Brian was there speaking life into him, and he played a huge part in his recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Charlie, randomly, she is interconnected too because we were at this facilitator training together for LARJP, and she told me about her story. And her story was so in line with what I dreamed for my future. Like, I had my kids removed, but, you know, my fiancé and I, we want to have our, you know, we want to have children. And we were able to have our little boy, Elijah. Um, April 22nd is his first birthday, and he is my big second chance at being a mother full-time. So, yes, second chances are very important in my life, and I'm so happy to be here. 
you know, and yes. so many of us maybe didn't go through as much as you guys went through, or say, getting caught, I guess you could say. You know, how many people have lucked out and not needed to be given that second chance but are living with that in their brain of, my God, thank goodness that didn't happen to me or thank God I didn't need that second chance. But there are those two who need that second chance just to get it's a little kick in the pants and here we go. Right, yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. empowering. And mm-hmm. and when you look at the statistics, nearly one-third of working-age adults do have a criminal background. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. We, they're walking by, people with backgrounds are walking mm-hmm. by us every single day. Yep. Um, and maybe they didn't need that big second chance, mm-hmm. uh, but they're still, you know, we think about Airbnb, you know, we want to go stay, do a family activity. Well, for our family, we had it reserved it for a year and this is no slam against Airbnb. They're great. They worked with me, but, uh, uh, the week before our vacation, they let us know that we were disqualified because of our background. Mm. It was nine years old. Wow. The offense was nine years ago. Uh, now almost 10, now 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but trying to convince them and it was during april last year too and i and this is this is you know we, we started i started to give them the statistics and then and one of their executives called us and apologized and 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 i worked with them to try to to try to create change and they didn't realize the number of people that their policy was impacting mm-hmm. until that conversation and and how many people in our community and beyond don't realize the number of people that are impacted because of an old policy yeah. and uh interesting yeah. I'm surprised. Do these things ever go away? Uh, well, I mean, you mentioned <laughs> your your husband, I think you said, 17 years, and you're talking nine years ago. Do they ever go away from your record? Um, well, even if you get an expungement, they're supposed to. But when I started working at Essentia at the hospital, I was just kind of unpacking my office, and somebody came up and told me that they needed to talk with me because something showed up on my background. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and and the and the part is is uh, it may be only a three year sentence, but you're it becomes a lifetime sentence. Mm-hmm. Yes, they call it, it lifetime punishment, right? Yeah. yeah. And and it it drags behind you, and for say we're trying to get our, if I want to get my second chance with a place to live, well, who's going to let me stay on their couch? Yeah. The people from my past. The people mm-hmm. that aren't going to judge me for where I'm at, that are, would be happy to have me stay where I was at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it creates this sur- endless you know, cycle. Yeah, yeah, the cycle. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, these little second chances that are given throughout our community are transforming our community. Mm-hmm. And that stories like that, stories like Zana's fiance, who's, who's Zana, I think, would be best to tell her, her story regarding you know her marriage and honeymoon that she wants to go on (laughs) yes i know it's funny we've already brought up vacations a couple times now but um yeah my fiance and i we have our uh home that we rent now and very blessed because this lady she gave us a second chance um first through my friend kind of prompting her and saying hey i know this lady Mm -hmm. she's great all this stuff and then my fiance he's on the lease and i think this is his first lease he's been on in like 10 years or something um but yeah, we're getting married August 31st of this year, and we have the wedding all planned out. Um, but we are probably not going on a honeymoon because we found out that because of his felony, um, he's on felony probation until 2024. Um, when he originally was sentenced, it was a 20-year probation mm-hmm. for a third-degree possession, I think is what it was, or sales maybe, third-degree sales. Mm-hmm. And um, he's supposed to serve half of that sentence. Um well, we can't go on a cruise because he can't technically leave the country. So oh, we're going to wait a couple years to go on our honeymoon, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah. it's fine. We might at least get a little, 
weekend vacation away from the baby. Yeah. So. Well, it's there too bad that, that that's the thing, though. If that's going to follow you, you know, I mean, just what a drag, you know. It's these little things mm-hmm. that we take for, that people take for granted. Oh, yeah. That you want to go somewhere, you want to do something. Uh, even though that we are, well, the three of us are trans, uh, light, the difference between night and day, uh, as far as our lights being changed, uh, there's things that we are not allowed to do because of these backgrounds. Sorry, I got to look back 20 years and carry that baggage with <laughs> yes, me. Yes, absolutely. That's it's hard, cool. but uh, sharing sharing stories and educating and informing community uh, gives other people hope. And, and hopefully there's people listening today that are hearing this that we want to say there is hope. Uh, if you're looking for that one person there, there in the community, that you matter, mm-hmm. that you that you are part of this community, and and that there's a way for you too. Yeah. Brian, Excellent. is if there's a business listening that says, "Hey, you know, I want to be like the Jiffy Loop. I want to give. I want to be part of making a difference in in people's lives." Can they contact you and learn ways to get that ball rolling? Ab- absolutely, okay. they can call us right in our office. Uh, our telephone number two one eight four five four four one four five, and and or we can go get copy because mm-hmm. I'll have I'll make time for these conversations all day. Very okay. good. Well, we'll look forward to this proclamation. And you said you're hoping that it'll be made tomorrow at yep. the board meeting itself? Yep. Yeah, we'll be presenting tomorrow. Uh, the meeting starts at 9 o'clock, but uh, uh, it's an exciting time for our community. There's a lot of positive changes. Well, yeah. thank you all for sharing yeah. your stories and for doing what you're doing yeah. to bring this to fruition. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll be reading about it in the paper. Yeah, so I sure you. hope so. <laughs> I you. sure hope so. You bet. <laughs> all right. Folks, thank you for being here today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for what you're doing. Yeah, Yeah. appreciate that. Thank you. Our guests today, Brian Andrews is the executive director of the Lakes Area Restorative Justice Project. Charlie Neeson is a volunteer, and Zanna Gray is the office manager there. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs can be found anytime. They're on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.